Well, hi, everyone. I would love to introduce you to my very special friend, Nikki Coleman. She's all the way from Johan, or just south of Johannesburg in Alberton. Yes. And um, on the uh, launch of the Guided Meditation podcast, the Stay Guided Meditation podcast, um, I thought that Nikki's story would be perfect just to explain um, what it's all about and what my heart is for it and what my hope and expectation and prayer is for everybody who um, who listens to the podcast. So, Nikki, first of all, um, just tell everybody a little bit about yourself, you know, where you are in the world, what you do, yes. who you are. Okay. Well, um, yeah, I'm from South Africa. We, um, My husband and I run a church in Alberton, which is south of Joburg, and um it's uh, it's it's actually a beautiful part of the country. I um, we moved from the north to the south to um, to start the the church. So even that was a little bit of a change for me because although it's still in South Africa, it was a, a little bit of a shift in terms of culture and the people are a bit different. But it was it was great. And so we've been uh, here for about uh, almost ten years. Actually, next year April will be our tenth year. Wow! And so we'll have a big party then, <laughs> big celebration for that. So, um, but it's been great. It's been great to see growth. Um, we've actually just launched our first um, uh, second campus, our, our second campus in, um, yes, I know it's so exciting, in um, a coastal town called Port Alfred. And um, that's been incredible just to see growth and to see it all, all happening, even though it's been COVID, you can actually launch a um, a campus and still God does his thing. He still makes it all happen and growth is happening and it's wonderful to see. Yeah. Um, yeah. Me as a person, well, I'm a bit of an extrovert, um, seven on the Enneagram. So that gives us a, a bit of an idea. I love um, doing things. I love traveling. I love experiencing new things. And um, yeah, life is just, life is just really fun. <laughs> and you're a mummy. I'm a mom. Yes, I have two kids. Um, there's Timmy, who's 15, and he's a typical teenage boy. Love him to bits. Absolute blessing, but typical teenage boy. And then Paige, uh, my daughter, she is 13 this year. Also a teenager. I don't, I don't really feel old enough to have two teenage children, but there it is. They're teenagers, and um, I'm loving every season with them, I must be honest. They really are an amazing blessing. And right. uh, yeah, married to Trevor. So, well, yeah, and Trev's awesome. Yeah. How long have we known each other? Oh, wow. That's a very good question. I think probably, well, I, I know that Trev, um, Trev and Posik Lynn have known each other um, probably a bit longer than you and I, but yeah, probably easily 10, 15 years maybe. Wow. Yeah, yeah, well, it could, could be. <laughs> Time flies. Time just flies by, doesn't it? It just, just it doesn't really, really does. Yeah. Um, well, Nikki, tell me in the midst of all of you know that all the things that have been going on, um, you had an accident. Yes. So why don't you tell us a little bit about what happened? Sure. I um I started riding motorbikes maybe about six months ago. No, probably one now. It's probably a bit longer. Maybe six to eight months ago. But because I was still learning, I wanted to go and practice. And as you do, you find a nice, quiet place, very responsible place <laughs> to go and, and practice. But I was practicing turns and learning how to do corners and all that kind of stuff. 
And long story short, I ended up falling off my bike and um, sustaining a head injury, which was a concussion. Um, and I initially thought back then it was it was just a minor concussion because um, although it had happened and then I ended up having to go to hospital because when I then came out of the blackout, which I think lasted about a minute or a minute and a half or so, I, um, I was speaking complete gibberish. <laughs> I was talking things like, um, was I in a movie? Are you, are you, are we not in a movie? And then I was saying, did you, what did you see me? I was riding all by myself. So this was obviously a very big deal for me, but strange things, talking absolute rubbish. Anyway, um, ended up going to the hospital. They gave me a drip, put me on a whole lot of medication. And um, then for about a week or so, it's, I was seemingly fine. I think your adrenaline kicks in and it was fine. But then um, after that, I started feeling very tired. My headaches weren't going away, a whole lot of symptoms. I thought, now better go and get checked out. Anyway, the doc then advised me that I didn't only have a concussion, I have now sustained post-concussion syndrome, which um, then really... That was a thing. Yeah, I mean, I didn't know either. In fact, I didn't. I knew very little about what a concussion actually was. I thought, oh, you hit your head, you feel a bit dizzy, and you, you come right again, you know. <laughs> so that was very strange. And then, so he, he said to me, no, actually, this could, this could take up to three months to a year to actually recover. And so I thought, okay, well, I'd better take this very seriously, look after myself. Um, and um, essentially what he said was you have to learn how to not think. You have to learn how to stay completely and utterly, you know, at peace. And I'm like, well, I'm a seven on the Enneagram. I'm a female. I'm an extroverted. I need people. I need to do stuff. And I wasn't allowed to drive. I wasn't able to watch TV. I wasn't able to read books. I wasn't, I mean, I literally couldn't do anything. Um, and so the frustration really kicked in because, um, you know, I, was, I wanted to utilize the time as much as possible and try and use that time wisely. Um, but that's well, let's just pause there for a moment yeah. because yeah. you're in this post-concussion syndrome yeah. and they're telling you that you can't, you need to take time to rest, you need to not think, yeah. you can't read, you can't watch TV. Yeah. Um, and you, what else couldn't you do? You couldn't go, could you drive and drive? I couldn't socialize with people because, um, the noise factor. So anything that had, I couldn't go to church. So anything that had lights, anything where there was noise of any kind. Um, so even, you know, going to a restaurant was a big deal. (laughs) So I couldn't do that. So I essentially was, I had to retreat really from life. Mm-hmm. I completely had to retreat and um, I think, you know, obviously just chatting to my family was about it. But even in the mornings when I could hear the kids getting ready and there was clanging of plates and all of that. So a little sound was sort of macro sized. It became really huge. And so so I, I was described to it like this. What happens is um, with a head injury and fortunately, whether there are no sort of bleeding on the brain or any of that kind of thing, fortunately. But what happens is your brain gets bruised. And so like any bruise, if you keep pushing that bruise, it's not, it's not going to recover. It's not going to get better. So essentially, if I kept using my brain in any way, whether it was thinking, listening to music, processing a conversation, um, anything like that, it was obviously utilizing the brain as it should be used. But couldn't be used or shouldn't be used in in a recovery process so so yeah it was um I can't even imagine what that was like because I think 
I think that just takes away everything you would normally do, you know, just yeah. to relax or just to try and switch off. You would probably yeah. do some of those things that you weren't allowed to do. Yeah. So yeah. for an extrovert, how did that, how did that affect you? Uh, Quite negatively, actually. Initially, I thought, well, you don't think because you're on medication to try and sleep as much as possible. So for the first sort of couple of weeks, um, it was, you know, sleeping my life away, which also was a bit frustrating. But at the time, I didn't realize that. Um, But afterwards, when you start uh, being awake for longer periods of time um, and still not being able to function and do anything, it was incredibly frustrating for me. So we were busy launching and getting ready for Port Alfred. And I couldn't be involved in that. And so major FOMO right there. <laughs> but um, I, um, I wasn't able to contribute. I wasn't able to be involved. I couldn't um, really give any headspace to it. Um, and so I started feeling quite depressed. I got, I got to a point where it was like, well, what am I even doing? You know, what am I, if I'm called, I'm, you know, want to get involved in this ministry and I'm loving what I do and yet I have to actually say no I can't I can't do it um, because what would then happen is your brain starts fizzing it starts sort of getting into a, a, a fizz kind of that's the only way I can describe it almost it's like your brain starts fizzing and then it becomes a headache and then if you don't go to sleep and go and get some rest then um, it becomes a monumental migraine and then that can take days again and a whole lot of medication to get rid of Um, besides the fact it wasn't actually helping the recovery so you're using your brain and it's not it's not coming right so it just delays your recovery then again so so I'd have to get to a, a point where I knew all this was happening all these meetings were going on all these fun things life was just happening around me and I couldn't be involved um, so it was very depressing. It was actually quite depressing. I remember one time I was I was sitting and I was and I was like, I'm not a depressed person. Why do I feel like life is really just it's just it's pointless? What am I doing? You know, it doesn't feel like I've got any purpose. I don't have any anything constructive to contribute or do in life. And I got I got quite depressed. So um, so yeah, it, it, it affected me emotionally. It affected my physical and emotional health quite a lot, actually. Yeah, and I think that's key when you're saying this is not me. Like I don't like yeah. you never experienced those those yeah. low feelings kind of before, oh, and all yeah. of a sudden you're in this kind of yeah. you know this this I don't know was it like a fog of just absolute fog. It was a very good description. Yeah, that's what it's. That's actually what you. In fact, they call it brain fog. Fog. You get brain fog because <laughs> you can't think. You can't construct a decent sentence. You can't. <laughs> really sound intelligent at all so yeah so just um there was something about sleep I remember when we spoke briefly before yes. you were talking about sleeping a challenge yes Tell yeah that. yeah so the the times when you start recovering you have longer longer um periods of time when you stay awake because sleeping is just a lot of sleep but eventually when the meds have all worn off and you're now still not able to do as much as you can do or actually even get back into life, there's that patch of time where um, you need to, you have to sleep to try and get your head right again. And yet I, I couldn't sleep. I just couldn't sleep during the day. It was like I could sleep during the night, but I could not sleep during the day. And I had to sleep. Otherwise I would get that brain fizz and the migraine and, and slow down the recovery completely. So um, so I had to, it was like, okay, now I've been awake for three hours. I have to like a bit like baby hours, you know, you, you have to have your baby's time where it's, I had to, yeah, I had to, had to 
go nap. I had to go to sleep. And I knew it because I could feel it coming. You know, you could feel it fizzing. And um, I, I just couldn't get to that point where I could relax my brain enough to not think and not want to be doing something else. And yet knowing that I had to do it. So I, I was really stuck. I was in this quandary of like, how do I do that? How does it, how do I make that happen? Um, so the doctor said, you know, well, listen to quiet music and, you know, put on the candle and all of that. And, and I tried all of that stuff and nothing really made a difference. It was, I started being able to at least listen to something instead of reading. I still couldn't do much reading. I couldn't, even my quiet times, it was totally, totally off the, off the chart. I couldn't really do that. Couldn't read and your Bible? I couldn't, I couldn't read my Bible. I couldn't, um, you know, listen to long podcasts or, or you know, the teaching because now teaching is using your brain. Um, I couldn't, I couldn't watch TV. I couldn't watch, you know, I couldn't watch anything that was going to educate me or fill me up and give me a good <laughs> infilling, you know, so I had to find some other way of firstly getting to sleep, but also I wanted to find some other way of spending time with God. Yeah. And, um, so I distinctly remembered Luminous last year and I had watched the stay session on that um, and, and actually went through it. I was listening to it. Actually, I was listening to it outside. It was beautiful because then you spoke about the sun and warmth. And I was literally in the sun and nice and warm in this beautiful, beautiful environment. And um, so and Luminous, so I, for anybody who doesn't know, is our, uh, our women's conference. And, um, and because of lockdown, we put everything online. Yeah. And um, I ended up doing a, a stay session which is a guided meditation on the faithfulness of God um, for the conference. And um, that's what you discovered during this time, yes. isn't it? Yes. Yes. So I, I had remembered that and I looked for it again because I knew that I had saved it somewhere <laughs> or I knew where to go and find it. And so I found it on YouTube again and I downloaded it because I knew, okay, now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this properly. I'm going to give this a try, you know, see if I can actually get to sleep. And, um, and it was absolutely, I can't actually describe the, the feeling of being able to get to that point where you can sleep when you can't. I mean, you know full well what it's like when you, you just cannot do it naturally. So going through the process and going through um, the connection that you then have with the Holy Spirit and the words that you spoke in that session and, and, and taking your whole mind through a a series of events that then relaxes every part of you physically and emotionally and then and then enlightens or heightens up your spiritual awareness and actually connecting with God was it was breathtaking it was incredible and I didn't realize it after the first couple of times as much because I was I was lying there and I would fall asleep <laughs> and so that was incredible I was like oh yeah it works I got to sleep I got to stay asleep for at least an hour two hours and that's all I really needed to then wake up again carry on with the rest of my day and then sleep at night and um, so it really helped me to sleep and then then every single time I did it after that it was it was um, another beautiful time that I got to connect with God because now it wasn't just now I actually got to listen to the to the end before I fell asleep and really it was so um, I think so beautifully written it's so beautifully 
produced and so beautifully spoken about that you you do you go into a very deep connection with the holy spirit and um i remember many times i would within wake up and go wow is it is it only in the afternoon because i feel like i've had an entire night's sleep like i i feel so refreshed and um, so ready to tackle the next couple of hours of my awake time um, that it was really, it was mind blowing. Besides the fact I also had a massive download from God. So I would wake up going, oh, this is fantastic. I know my purpose. I know what I need to do. I know what my, the next stage of my, my calling and my journey is. And I would just, I just would write all this stuff down so that I wouldn't forget it. And yeah. So, so yeah, so besides having that beautiful moment of, of really, proper relaxation, really being able to dwell, being able to just be with God and just sit, just sit with him, not having to say anything, not having to do anything, um, but knowing that you're connecting with him um, and knowing that he's downloading stuff into my spirit. I, I did. I, I was, it was, it was, I was being healed emotionally and, and spiritually and physically because now my brain was being able to relax as well. So it, um, it, it genuinely, I had a, a total turnaround on how, on how my recovery actually started progressing. So that, really, that's really, incredible really because it, it's, um, it's just positioning yourself. So in yeah. the midst of this really crazy season where so much, so many things were taken away from mm. you, you know, your, your go-tos for yes. potentially relaxing or, um, you know, uh, you know just being at home and yeah. and and all of that church taken away your bible reading taken away you know going out and being with friends taken away all of that um you know had that knock-on effect of making you feel like you know I just don't you know feeling low feeling you know in that brain fog kind of thing and then you know all you did through listening to the to the stay meditation was just position yourself in the presence yeah. of God. Yeah. And it's yeah. like it it's does right. something to every part of your body is your perspective. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. you like you say you can get those downloads. Mm. But, but what excites not- me is the body physical as well. Yes. Being able to yes. Which I was, I was just about to say, because I, normally if you if you listen to sort of a normal out there meditation, it's going to explain how you you relax all the muscles in your body like like your starts, but it, it physically gets you relaxed. But then it doesn't have that connection with God's spiritual element. And and that is actually what makes all the difference. That that's what really makes you feel refreshed. That's where all the healing happens. That's where I reckon, you know, God, God dealt with me in so many ways. Even, even though I, I probably got to a point where I was asleep. I wasn't even consciously even aware of his presence anymore. I was sleeping and he could still download, do what he needed to do with me, get me to a point where, you know, you actually feel like his princess again, his daughter, his you know, special person. And this is one-on-one time with him. And it's, and it is special and it is unique because it's, it's your imagination with him. It's your connection with him. It's not, it's not somebody else's experience. Their experience is going to be different. It's still going to be a connection with God and you're still going to feel the presence and feel the Holy Spirit, but, but it's your own experience. Um, And that's what made it so real. That's what made it so impactful as well, I think, is because it's, it's showing you the direction as to where you can think to therefore be and therefore 
connect. It was amazing. Absolutely. And I, I think I've never, um, it never gets old, just no. how, how unique everybody's experience is. So right. even though people may listen to the same um, stay meditation, mm. everybody's experience is different because That's God right. knows exactly what yes. you need and yes. he speaks to you in the way that you need to hear. Yeah. And, um, and it's so beautiful because you don't really have to do anything you know yeah. it's not about it's not about doing it's about just listening and yeah and being in his presence yeah oh that's phenomenal so nikki for those who um may not have you know had concussion or post-concussion syndrome but mm-hmm. have felt grief have felt that depression because yes. you know of what's happening in the world or even what's happening in their own you know their own world you know maybe they're experiencing bereavement or yeah or you know their own challenges and they've got this sense of brain fog they've got that sense of feeling maybe potentially overwhelmed yes. what, what advice would you give them what would you say to them yeah I think the um the connection with God is is key I mean that is that is key I can't um I can't imagine um experiencing something like a depression or any kind of mental illness. In fact, this whole experience reminded me and gave me a a huge compassion for people with mental illness or things that are unseen. You've you've got, you know, fear is unseen. Um, Doubt is unseen. Insecurity is sometimes unseen. Um, And all those those things that we feel, all those things that we face, um, bereavement, can be an unseen emotion. Yes, you feel sad and people can see that you're sad, but the, the way you feel that is your own. It's it's an unseen um, circumstance that you've got to, that you find yourself in. So connecting with God, he, he knows what we need. He knows how to heal it. And him being our healer um, is the only connection to getting that kind of healing, the exact healing that we need. So, so connection with God, and, and like you say, through the stay meditation was a, a perfect way of getting to that point where um, it's, it's the kind of connection that you have with him that we, where he's not expecting anything from us. We're not expecting anything from him, but we can, we can just be. It's, it's, it's actually quite a freeing thing where you, I mean, we have our quiet time and we have the times that we need to go and we know we need to study the word and we need to spend time with God. And that's all essential. That's vital. But there's, there's different ways. And this is what I've discovered. There's different ways of spending time with God. You know, you can spend time with God when you learn more about him and you read the word and you worship and you pray and, and it's, and it's fantastic. And we've got to do that. But then there's also this time where you just, you just be with the person you love. It's, it's like a spouse, you know, when you can when you can sit with somebody and not have to say anything, that you're actually okay in those silences. You don't need to fill in the silence. You don't need, need to fill in that blank. You can you can literally just be with God. You can just say, like, yeah, I am. I can't, I don't want to ask you for anything. I don't have a list of priorities that I need prayer for, or you know, I'm asking you this whole list of things that I'd like you to do. It's 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 none of that. It's not even it's not even worship, it's not even praying, it's just just being with him. And, and knowing that even in those moments, he can, he can have healing happen. Healing yeah. can happen. Provision can happen. Um, helping out with our own doubts, our insecurities, all of that stuff can happen just by literally being in his presence, just being with the Holy Spirit. 
yeah, so that's definitely absolutely key. key, key. Um, Keep up I've, with that. <laughs> I've, got a, um, I've got a question. And the question is, from start to finish, like how often were you doing this and how long was it um, till you saw, you know, difference or you 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 know you felt like okay yeah. something has shifted something has changed I'm, I'm definitely yeah. not the same as I was before yeah. yeah um well the first month or so was mostly a medication so I was kind of just out of action for the first month um the second month is when I when I was desperately needing this this transition of having to sleep but I couldn't you know I was still awake and I could go for a little mini meeting for half an hour or I could take a few phone calls or I could actually, you know, get driven somewhere. <laughs> but um, so, so during that second month was the desperate time. And um, I can honestly say that probably between the second, um, so maybe the eighth or ninth week, probably maybe took two or three weeks already for that to, to have, a, have a major impact. Um, but it, I, it kind of, it probably happened earlier, but it dawned on me because of the concussion later than probably would have. So um, I'd say about a two, three week span where I, where I really started feeling, wow, this is really helping me. This is helping my headspace. This is helping me emotionally. This is helping my, my brain actually get healed and feel better. So the headache stretches would be longer um, that I didn't have a headache. Um, so, so even physically, I was just feeling, feeling better over that time. Yeah, um, that's great. Yeah, and I would do it. I would, I would meditate every day, every single day, because I had to. <laughs> I actually, I had to. Um, if I missed it, it was because I either was really tired and I could fall asleep on my own. Um, but mostly, I would say, yeah, every day at least, I would, I would get into that quiet space and be able to do that. Now, I, I still do meditate and I still use the stay sessions even now, um, just not as often. It's not, not an everyday occurrence. But, um, but yeah, it's still very helpful. It's still amazingly relaxing. <laughs> well, that's, that's great to hear. And I couldn't, I couldn't have wished or, or hoped for a, a better outcome for you because, you know, that's exactly what I want. I want people to engage with the with the stay meditations and and make it part of their their rhythm their spiritual yes. discipline yes. rhythm because it's not it's not an overnight um, no. thing it's actually it 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 builds every experience in the presence oh, yes. of god builds on it on itself mm -hmm. and and it's not something that you'll say okay from one day to the next i'm changed it's actually it'll be weeks down the track where you all look back and go wow something has changed something is different uh, yeah that's brilliant so my my prayer is that um your story will be multiplied yes exactly that's exactly it i've been um telling everyone about it <laughs> Be talking to um, all my leaders, uh, giving them the, the the link to the stay meditation. I've been telling the worship teams you have to do this regularly. I, mean, I told the whole staff. I had a staff meeting, got everybody together, and um, just it, I think it was just really a revelation that I had that um, being able to withdraw from life is not a punishment. It's actually a pleasure, and it's something that we need to do more often. Um, we need to be able to retreat and and go into that that special place and and literally stay there and see what God has for us because 
there's different ways that he speaks to us, but there's something very special about that moment. Um, and so I have been sending the link to everybody I know and <laughs> telling them, you know, my story and really just saying, look, this is why I can tell you from experience that, it, that it's really important. It's a really um, important aspect of life. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story. I totally oh, appreciate it. Such and an honour. Thank you. I am sending lots of love to you. It's you too. <laughs> thank you.